Hi, welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am, but first, let me tell you about the meat-tastic t-shirts I have for sale on my spring store. It's a great opportunity for you to become a walking billboard, if that's what you're into. And it's a great opportunity for you to support your new favorite podcast. You can find a link to the spring store in my bio on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I'll also put a link to the store in this video's description on YouTube. So check it out and get some carnivore swag. All right. This is episode 17 of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today, I am joined by Shelly from the Port Portland, Oregon area. She's a quality control coordinator for an education publishing company. Shelly is 52 years young. She looks fabulous and she has got a passion for parkour. You can find her on Instagram at carnivore.parkour where she is sharing some of her parkour moves that any man or woman half or a quarter of her age would be hard pressed to try and emulate. You are killing it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You are so welcome. Um, you deserve it. I'm, I'm so impressed. Like uh, the last, I think the last reel you posted, you're doing those pull-ups and that is not easy. That, I mean, it's especially for a woman, a woman with the, you know, upper body strength, sometimes that can lag behind, but you are, I mean, I'm, I'm looking up to you. <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something I didn't think I would ever be able to do even one and to be able to do, you know, five, it's something I've been working towards for a long time. Uh, but I've, I've been stuck like at three or four for years, actually. Okay. I just recently got okay. some uh, progress going on that. Yeah. Yeah. Good progress. They, they look fabulous. I mean, you're going all the way down, all the way up. Cause I'll do them. And my husband will get on to me. He's like, those aren't real pull-ups. You're just, you got your arm bent, but you're doing them for real. Um, okay. So Shelly, how did you first hear about carnivore? I know you were paleo for, uh, some time. Um, what, what prompted, where did you hear about carnivore and how did you start on that? Um, well, I, I've heard about it probably the first time from Dr. Barry. I probably saw one of his videos and I didn't really think much of it. Like most people, I thought, well, you can't do that. You know, <laughs> you have to have, you know, you have to have some vegetables and stuff like that. And, um, my husband actually was doing keto at the time and he had seen Dr. Barry's video and he was like, I think I'm going to try carnivore. And I was like, no, you're not. It's like, that's, that's crazy. And he never did it. Um, you know, but that was probably like, uh, 2018 or something. And then I tried it, uh, in the first part of 2020, I tried, uh, 
I decided to give it a try and I did it for about three weeks. This was right before the first lockdowns happened. I did it for about three weeks and uh, I just couldn't get past the the diarrhea. I, it was it was really bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a lot of fatigue and, and, I, and I probably wasn't eating enough. I probably wasn't getting enough electrolytes. You know, I I kind of, you know, even though I had been keto, I kind of went through all of that again by cutting out carbohydrates. But um, so I stopped at that point and just went back to keto. Um, And then in 2021, so I, you know, my, since I, in 2020, I turned 50, started going through menopause. um, And then had all the hot flashes and uh, and my weight just kept creeping up even though I was doing keto and so in 2021 I decided I needed to cut the carbs back some more so I started doing between zero and 10 grams a day and then that helped and I, and I started eating a lot more meat and so before when I was doing keto I was eating mostly vegetables and a little bit of meat and big salad and and then mm-hmm. when I started doing keto bore, it kind of flipped where I was just doing a little bit of vegetable and a lot more meat. And um, and so then towards the end of 2021 in December, I just I kept reading about it. I kept watching videos. I watched all the meat RX success stories and and, you know, and I kept hearing about, you know, people gaining muscle by sitting on the couch and <laughs> things like that. And I mm-hmm. had a long time stalled in my progress in parkour with my strength I felt like I just wasn't and I thought maybe this is it maybe you know after eight years maybe this is as far as I'm going to get and I'm just going to maintain or at some point slip back and I thought you know the only way I can really improve now at this point is to just to be stronger and and I kept hearing about you know people gaining muscle you know, by going carnivore and, and that's, that was my main motivation to do it. And so in December of 2021, I, I started uh, the carnivore diet again, and that's what I've been doing since then. Awesome. And it's, and it's working out for you a lot better this time around. Well, I still went through, it was, I stuck with it this time. (laughs) So I still kind of had the same issues that I had before. Um, as far as the diarrhea, I, and I noticed when I started doing keto war, I wasn't used to eating that much meat at one time. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time eating enough. I had a hard time. I felt like it was never leaving my stomach. It was just always, you know, six hours after eating, I felt like I had just eaten. And I, um, it took a while. And then I was having, tr- I have trouble with fat. I have to really monitor how much fat I eat uh, because it'll just go right through me. And so mm-hmm. I've had to really mess with it, you know, do diff- try different things and uh, gradually increase my uh, consumption of protein. Uh, I started taking hydrochloric acid um, and some ox bile and that helped with you know, with it, you know, helping to leave my stomach, it seemed like, 
And so okay. I've been able to gradually increase my uh, the amount that I eat. I don't eat nearly as much as most people say they do. I eat about a pound a day. Okay. You know, uh, that's a, I I don't think I, it's it gets to the point sometimes if I try to eat more than that, it just I don't feel well. I feel too left mm-hmm. and and so I've just had to accept that that's how much I eat, you know. And I'm doing I'm yeah. doing with it now, but it did take a few months of of trial and error and trying to figure out how much fat, how much protein I can tolerate and, and building it up. Um, and then, you know, I did have a, quite a bit of fatigue early on. Um, it, it probably took a good six, seven months before to get back to how I felt before I ever started carnivore, mm-hmm. it was a dip really. It was, and so, you know, but what made me stick with it this time was that I lost all of those food cravings because before yeah. even when I was just eating a little bit of plant I would eat and I'd be full and I'd be stuffed and I still wanted more even though you know I mm-hmm. think I think about eating I'm like yep I still want more but I can't because I, I knew it would how I would feel afterwards if I continued eating and after two three weeks on carnivore I would eat and then I would think about eating more and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I don't want mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, for like, you know, most of my life, you know, at least ever since um, I had my son back in the early nineties, I, you know, it was a constant battle of don't eat that, you know, of me forcing myself not to eat what, what was around and what I, you know, and, you know having fantasies of food and things um oh yeah and that just went away and that's what really kept me going because I did not want to go back to that that just freed up my mind so much of not having to think about not eating something <laughs> you know all yeah. but but yeah but yeah the, yeah these last few weeks probably the last six to eight weeks I've, I've started feeling what I was hoping to feel, which, which was an increase in strength. Um, it's hard to measure. The pull-ups is the only way I could, I know how to measure it. Mm-hmm. I don't lift weights. I just do body weight. Right. And so, but I've had so many firsts this year, you know, in parkour. I've had so many things that I've worked on and worked on over the past eight years that I've been doing this. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can do this now. And when I can do this now, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making progress again. And so to me, that that's you know, the only thing really that's changed is the diet. And I think I'm finally yeah. eating enough protein to actually build more muscle. Whereas mm-hmm. my life, my protein intake has been pretty low, even when I was like doing keto. Okay. So you, you've dialed in how much protein and fat you can have in a day. Are you tracking or is it just kind of like eyeballing and getting, getting a feel for, okay. Okay. So you, weigh I, it. I weigh it just because my, I want more than what's I need to put on my plate. 
Okay. And I'm, and it's okay. not, and it's not because I'm worried about getting too much calories or anything like that. It's just that I won't feel well if, if I won't feel well if I overeat. And uh, yeah, and especially the fat. Um, I try to cut all the fat off and weigh the leaner parts and then add the fat back in because. If I eat, overeat just a little bit of fat, I won't be able to leave the house. And that's just, yeah, <laughs> that may change, you know, right. over time as I get, it may just be that I'm really slow to adapt to this because yeah. I didn't eat a lot of animal fat. I ate mostly like vegetable, you know, like olive oil and avocado, coconut oil, mm -hmm. things like that. I didn't eat a lot of animal fat before. And it just may just be something to do with me that you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like everybody is so different and I'm definitely more like you. Like if I have too much fat, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a bad day. So, <laughs> um, I have found though, that as time goes on, I'm able to have more fat. Um, so we're in the beginning, you know, I, I had a, four tablespoons of butter with a meal, you know, that would have did me in. I feel mm -hmm. like now I can have, I, I have more of a threshold before it's like, uh-oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I especially, I can't do the rendered. Oh no. Yeah. All. Uh, so I like will fry, you know, I'll buy like fat trimmings or something and, and fry them up in the air fryer or, and I do butter. I, I do pretty well with butter. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I don't eat any dairy or anything. So other than butter. But. Okay. Yeah. It's really interesting because some people, they rendered fat does not bother them. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> Cause that's like the, that's, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> um, I remember when I first started carnivore, I was, you know, all like, okay, all the fatty meat, all the fat. And I had uh, fried up a piece of brisket and a cast iron and I poured all of that rendered fat on top. And you already know <laughs> what that, that was, that was terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, carnivore can be really rough for some people in the beginning, but it seems like the more people I talk to, people will stick with it even still, even though it's rough because they are getting, you know, some, some undeniable benefits outside of, outside of whatever hardships they're experiencing in the beginning. Right. Yeah. And then, it, I mean, you know, and as I, as I have gotten into my upper forties, fifties, the weight just it became harder and harder to keep my weight where I wanted it. It kept creeping up, even though I was, you know, doing keto and, and so that was another, you know, when I started carnivore, at first I lost a few pounds, then I gained a few pounds and then I lost them. Mm -hmm. again. Now I'm just kind of, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty steady. It doesn't, it kind of fluctuates up and down just a little bit like most people's will, but um, it, it yeah. pretty much has an average that it hangs around and, and so that, that was nice, you know, that, and also that I can just, I can just not eat if I, you know, if I'm traveling, I don't eat, I don't, you know, I don't have to worry about it on the airplane. Yeah. I can just, I can go easily go 24 hours without eating 
and be perfectly fine and not even really notice it. And so that's another, you know, benefit of it that if there's nothing to eat, I'm okay just not eating. <laughs> so. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an emergency. You're not going to like go break down somebody's door for a donut. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before when I, before I started keto, especially when I was doing paleo and then before that, um, you know, I was just standard American diet. Um, I never would leave with home without food. I wouldn't, if I was going to be mm -hmm. gone more than an hour or two, I had a sandwich or, you know, some fruit or I would not leave home without food because I was hungry all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So how about family and friends? How have they reacted to this diet change? I know you said your husband was the first one to bring it up. So is he carnivore too? Yeah. No, he's not even keto. He 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 kind of tries to do keto every now and then. Um, but he can't, he hasn't been able to stick to it. So he kind of fluctuates back and forth, but he's never really done carnivore. He'll occasionally do like a five-day fast, and he's not okay. fat adapted or anything, but he'll just like decide to do a five-day fast or something. And I'm like, well, you should, you know, after your five-day fast, you should like, you know, not go back to eating all the crap. But he does so yeah but he, you know I've struggled with my gut for many 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 years um and my family's used to me trying all kinds of different things mm -hmm. and so and I eat healthier than any of them so there's not really anything they can <laughs> they can say um but yeah my my son he um He's done some keto. He hasn't done carnivore. He's done some keto and he knows he, when he first got married, he became, or not married, but when he first got with his, the woman who's now his wife, uh, she's a vegetarian and he became a vegetarian and he like, he got sick. I mean, he gained weight, mm -hmm. never had, to, he would always been thin and he, he gained weight and he just, he felt really bad all the time. And, you know, then when I started doing keto and then, you know, my husband tried it and he tried it and he, he went back to eating meat. And I mean, he lost all that weight, just like yeah. that, he even like really stopped eating that many carbs, but he knows that if he eats too many carbs, he can't sleep. His skin gets itchy. Mm -hmm. He knows how it affects him. He knows. And so he will still eat them, but with the knowledge of, that if he does, he knows this might happen. And that's, a, that's the risk he's willing to take, you know, but I'm just glad right. he has the knowledge and, you know, is able to make that choice. So well, yeah. to have an iron gut, he can just seem to eat anything and it doesn't really <laughs> bother him. So. That is so annoying. That is so annoying. My husband's the same way. And I'm like, oh, it must be nice. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, he, he, is overweight, but it doesn't okay. seem to affect his, uh, you know, it doesn't make him feel that bad, but he yeah. does heartburn and things like that. But he's had that since for his entire life. And I, it's just something he's accepted, I think. Uh -huh. And so, but he knows the time from the times he's done keto that the heartburn and everything goes away. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, addiction is that bad that. 
yeah willing to put up with that to have the have the chips and the bread and mm -hmm. right right yeah I mean I something I've really come to terms with lately is everything is hard you know carnivore can be hard to stick to it keto can be hard but it's hard to live uncomfortably also and I and I think for the people who do stick with carnivore the discomfort of being unwell is so great you know they just don't want to go back to that ever yeah and I I was really you know back 2013 is when I first started researching what was wrong with me and mm -hmm. I had really bad gut pain where I would only eat soup for a week because it just anything moving through my intestines was painful and that's when I started I did an elimination diet and I started basically paleo because I figured out all the foods that were causing the problems and and I never went back there you know, anytime I did have some, some bread or something, you know, it would just come back. And so it was just reinforced that way. Uh, but I would never have been able to do parkour if, if I hadn't healed those, those issues, because I just, I just didn't have the energy. Yeah. Wouldn't have ever made it. Yeah. So, so you started parkour eight years ago, you've been at it for eight years. Mm -hmm. I was 44. Wow. So yeah. how did you get into that? What, what prompted well, that after decision? Well, started, after I figured out what was all my food intolerances and things, I started gradually feeling better and I wanted to exercise, but, um, I get bored real easily. And so I never had, I had done some weightlifting and yoga and things like that. And I never stuck with it. And I was trying to think, well, what can I do? What do I like to do? What did I do when I was a kid? And I, I always liked to climb trees and to jump on rocks. I lived in the country and, and um, I would build obstacle courses in my backyard. I would use my swing set for things that it was never intended to be used for. You know, I was always stuff like that and um and I thought I, I, I like obstacle that's what I, want. I just want to climb on things I want to I want to you know jump over things I just want to do things like that and um parkour I was so fortunate to live in an area that has many parkour gyms actually we have several just in the the Portland not you know the surrounding areas around Portland and um a friend of mine's, her son was doing it and I had gone and watched, you know, and, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do parkour. And so in the funny story, I, I started researching, you know, I was like, okay, what can I do this? And I was like, oh, well, what kind of shape do you need to be in to do parkour? And I, mm -hmm. I read somewhere that somebody said, oh, you need to be able to do this many pull-ups and this many push-ups. And well, I couldn't do any of that. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to train to, I'm going to be able to do these pull-ups and push-ups and then I'll go do the parkour class. And so, you know, I had a pull-up bar and of course I couldn't, I, you know, I'd grab it and I would pull and nothing would happen. And so I was like, okay, I need to do negatives. And so I'd get up there and I would try to hang and I would just completely just drop, you know, I couldn't even hang up there 
after you know, like standing on a chair and um so i you know i worked on that for about a week and then that was over i didn't i didn't keep doing that it was too frustrating and about a year later I was like, I started, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to try parkour again. And so I just decided to just to go to a class and mm-hmm. not worry, you know. And so that's what I did. And it was really hard. And I thought I had to prove that I needed, deserved to be there. You know, my friend and not my friend went with me. We were the oldest ones there. Everybody else was really good. It was an adult class. And <laughs> I thought I had to try to keep up with everybody. And I walked out of there just shaking uncontrollably because my muscles were so fatigued. And I uh, couldn't hardly walk up and down my stairs for the next week. I couldn't raise my arms above my head. I couldn't wash my hair. I could, I mean, I, I was just like, I had never been so sore in my entire life. And most of the stuff mm-hmm. I do you know just so you know you just if you're not used to moving your body like that it hurts um and so I learned from that and I just went back I just kept going back and I uh you know I just took as many breaks as I needed to take and I you know I just decided I you know I just can't keep up with everybody right now and so I went for like once a week for a couple of months because it took me a week to recover from each class. And then uh, eventually started going twice a week and three times a week. And, and so now I can, I can be there for two or three hours at a time, you know, several times a week, mm-hmm. but it took a while to build up to that, you know, and a lot of uh, swallowing my pride and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that is so, so, so inspiring. I mean, because I, I mean, I know what that's like to not be good at something at first in anybody of any age, they will be so tempted to give up and say, well, that's not for me. I'm not going back. And, but the fact that you kept going back sore as everything and you kept going back. And then as a personal trainer, sometimes I'll work with people or talk to people and they're like, well, I'm too old, you know, I'm, I'm old now. And they're, you know, they're early forties, sometimes they're mid thirties. And I'm like, no, you know, you're designed to keep moving. And I mean, to watch you run up on those boxes and pulling yourself up. I'm like, nobody has any excuses. I mean, cause, cause obviously you had to, you had to work for that. And, you know, you're showing what is possible when you don't, when you don't say, well, I'm too old and I never did it. And it's, it's really something, I hope you are so proud of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that kept me going was once I, once you start seeing some changes, once you start seeing some progress, and I think this is true with something like parkour or with the diet, it's so it's, it's self-inspiring, you know, and it's like a, you know, you start seeing that it's kind of like the dopamine rush. And it's like, I did this thing. I didn't think I'd ever be able to do it. And now I can do it. What else can I do? You know, and that's, that's what's kept me going. And, and it's just, it's not everybody's cup of tea, you know, for me it is. um, But finding something that you really love doing, even if you suck at it, if you, because I knew once I got past 
you know, there was an adaptation period for parkour as well. Once I got past that, it was so much fun. It's like, it, be, it was, I was obsessed with it. It was all I thought about, you know, and it was just so nice to have something healthy to be obsessed over, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah, but you just can't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm in a class lots of times and everybody else is, you know, I've been in classes where everybody else was 12 and under, you know, and it's, it's awkward. It feels weird. You feel invisible. They just step right in front of you. Like you're not even there, you know? Um, but I don't know, you get used to it. You get over yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you have to, so you have to just get over yourself and, and just go do it because it's because you're missing out on so much fun if you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you definitely did good finding something that was fun. Um, Cause I mean, when you're having fun or I've found that if I go and do something really fun, I'm going to get a way better workout and, you know, and, and not even realize it cause I'm having such a great time. Right. And you know, the, the first time I had done a pull-up, well, I, that I, I was just hanging from a bar one day. I'd never been able to do one. And I was just, but I would hang from a bar a lot. And I just decided to pull and I went halfway up and I completely shocked myself. I think I just let go. I was so shocked that I moved on that bar, but it wasn't because I'd been trying to do pull-ups. It was, I was trying to climb on top of a wall and that had built up that strength, you know, and it's a lot of work and some, you know, to try to learn how to climb on top of a wall or to climb down from a wall without falling off of it. And I had worked on that and worked on that. I wanted to do it just because, just so I could be able to climb up a wall, not because I was trying to build any particular muscle or anything. And that's what gave me right. the strength to pull up on that bar the for, for the first time. And then after I did that, I knew I had the potential of doing a full pull up. And after two or three weeks of trying, I was able to get my first one. So, but I hadn't even really been trying to do pull ups. I was just trying to do parkour, you know? Yeah. Just having fun, just mm -hmm. having fun. Yeah. That, that is amazing. Um, so do you, do you go and train parkour fasted or are you usually in the fed state? I can do both. Um, most of my classes are at night. Okay. We eat in the morning. I need at least minimum six hours of no food before I go. I can, okay. I cannot do it with food in my stomach at all. Uh, it's usually, I usually eat by nine in the morning and I usually am at the gym by five in the afternoon. And so I okay. don't think in that time period, but if I ever okay. do anything in the morning, like if I ever do anything before noon, I will go on it. I will go fasted and okay. I'll be fine with it, but I don't like going all day without okay. it. If I fast, if I do a 24 hour fast, I'll eat in the morning and then I'll just not eat till the next morning. That's usually if mm -hmm. I fast. That's okay. Like, that's easier for me than trying, because I'm always hungry in the morning. I don't know. A lot of people aren't, but I'm always hungry in the morning. That's when I want to eat. I can easily skip the evening, but I usually don't. Yeah. I just can't eat enough in that one meal to do it on a regular basis. Okay. Okay. So you usually do like two meals a day then? I do two. Yeah. I usually do two meals a day. And then like, so I'll, if, if it's a day I'm going to the gym, 
I'll eat in the morning and then I won't get home till 7.30 usually. And so I'll go almost 12 hours between meals. Uh, about once a week this time of year, my husband and I go hiking and we usually, sometimes we don't get home until 10 o'clock at night and that'll be my fasting mm -hmm. because then I don't have to worry about, I'll eat in the morning and then I would get home at night and I take a shower and go to bed and I don't even think about it. The, mm -hmm. So that's really my day that I fast if I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Me and you are, are a lot alike because I usually do two meals a day also, and I'll have one in the morning, one earlier in the morning, and then one in the evening. So I'll skip lunch and then fast till the next day. But I, I feel like that's really not very common. Most people are like, oh, I eat two of my meals in the morning or two of my meals in the evening. But I feel like I need to, I need to break them up. Mm -hmm. And, and cause I just, I just can't do it, do it all at one time. Um, so what, what do you eat? What are you, what are you typically eating? What's, uh, your go-to Mostly beef. Day. I mostly do beef, butter, bacon, and egg yolks. I can't do the whites. Uh, but I'll have I have beef with every meal, and if I have anything else, it's kind of like a side. So I might have a couple of pieces of bacon, a couple of egg yolks, or I might have a little bit of chicken or a little bit of fish. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's probably ninety percent beef, and it's okay. And like right now. Um, I'm doing ground beef and so I usually have half of my meal as ground beef and I'll eat that first <laughs> and then my second half is steak so I feel like I so if I eat the steak last it kind of feels like I just had steak <laughs> so <laughs> but it saves money to have the ground beef as part of my yeah oh yeah yeah that's a good that's that's a good idea to 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 having the ground beef now. And so now if I don't have the ground beef, I'm kind of like, I'm missing the ground beef. And so, yeah, it's worked out. It's worked out well. Um, okay. And then what's your favorite food? If you're going to splurge on something and maybe it's your birthday or special occasion, what do you love to have? What's your favorite carnivore food? Ribeye. I have to be careful with it because it does have a lot of fat, but, um, but like right now ribeyes are on sale cause it's yeah labor day. And so that's what we've been having. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my favorite. Um, but I also eat a lot of like petite sirloin and I don't hear a lot of carnivores talking about that cut. Uh, and I, they're usually on sale. They get put on sale a lot. And, um, we eat that a lot. Sometimes you can get them for $3 a pound, you know? Oh, wow. Um, but I usually, you know, I might have to add some fat to it, but, and then, um, tri-tip, we do that quite a bit when it's on sale. I, I, we basically use what's on sale. <laughs> it's just, that's just kind of how we do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those are the three main ones that we, we have. Yeah. Beef. Um, okay. So you, so carnivore has brought you a lot of strength. It's allowed you to progress in your park parkour. Are there any other benefits you've gained from this way of eating, um, or anything unexpected that, that happened for you? 
Um, I'm hoping that as I continue with this, um, that it, more things come up. Mm -hmm. uh, the the no food cravings that was really you know up until just in the past few weeks that was the big thing is is not and I don't know if uh, I don't know how many people if you've never experienced it <clears throat> not all of a sudden not having food cravings what a big deal it is mentally this is like it for just frees up your mind to um to think about other things you know yeah and um so that you know that was um a, that was one of the bigger deals because I healed most you know I had problems with itchy skin and hives and acne and the, the gut issues and joint pain I got all I got I took care of all that with like paleo and keto just by cutting out you know certain foods and so I didn't have like when I did carnivore there wasn't like this huge change for me because I wasn't wasn't bad off, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I mostly did this yeah. for the strength. Um, but so the changes have been subtle for me. Um, but I'm glad yeah. I stuck with it because I, I'm starting to feel it now. I'm starting to feel the difference and mm -hmm. excited to see what's to come. Uh, and then like going to the grocery stores, like there's nothing, you know, I go buy some, meat and eggs and toilet paper maybe and then I'm done you know it's just yeah I cook when I cook fortunately I can have like reheated leftover meat I don't have the the histamine problems that a lot of people do I'll cook a, mm -hmm. a lot and I you know I may cook once every two or three days and um so that's that's very convenient to just be able to eat leftovers and not have to cook all the time. And then surprisingly, I do not get bored with it at all. I feel like when you, when you have a lot of variety on your plate, you want a lot of variety and you tend to eat more. And then when it's more simple, I don't know, at first it was kind of hard to not have all, because I was used to having a lot of different things on my plate, a lot of different colors and, and things like that and so at first it was difficult but after a while it was just like this, this is you know when I'm hungry this is what I want now you know and right so that was it was surprising that I didn't get tired of meat I I actually have grown to enjoy it much more I think mm -hmm. yeah I can't remember who said it but they were saying you don't what did they say? They said, you don't eat what you like. You like what you eat. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating all meat, you, you, I know I, for me, I really like meat a whole lot more since that's all I'm eating. Right. You know, and I, when I was a kid, I didn't like a lot of vegetables and, you know, beans and, and I ate a lot of fruit, but I didn't eat a lot of vegetables. And as I got older and I became more health conscious, you know, of course, you're supposed to eat all of these vegetables. And I like made myself eat broccoli and I made myself eat avocados, even though I hated them. And eventually I got to where I liked them because I ate them all the time. Yeah. But now I think I don't miss them now as I, you know, when I think about eating broccoli or avocado, I'm like, no, I don't really want that. I still want the fruit, 
but you know, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the fruit was probably the hardest thing to give up for me. All the healthy foods. That was what was the hardest thing to give up. All the things that were supposed to, that I was told yeah, it's kind of like healthy. That was the hardest things to give up. Yeah. I fruit is kind of like nature's candy. So it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely, definitely something that, that has some craveability and it is. And then it's, it's not like it's a cupcake. So you can't just look at it and be like, Oh, well, that's poison, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I've actually been eating some, some blackberries uh, because they're ripe. I just, when I go for a walk, yeah. they fine. And so the last month or so, you know, I've been eating some just because it was always the plan that when the blackberries arrived, I was going, I was, it was like a test mm-hmm. the whole thing for me as an experiment. Yeah. And when I'm out there, it's hard for me to stop eating them. But, and I was worried that food cravings would come back okay. and, and they haven't. So, you know, I, I'll, when I go for a walk in the morning, I'll, I will only eat them in the morning on an empty stomach I will not eat them after because if I eat them after I've had other food it's not good and I'll mm-hmm. look up and, and you know so I, I I know that I will only eat them in the morning but I was kind of concerned if I started eating them that I would start having those cravings again but I haven't and and that's been nice but they're they're almost all dried up now so I'm not gonna okay not my plan to start buying them at the store or anything like that. Right. You know, just they're ripe for about a month, a year. And, you know, I just feel like that's a fairly natural way to consume them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My grandpa, he's got a blueberry tree in his backyard. And so I was like, okay, well, when Papa has his blueberries, because I usually go and pick, pick them for him anyways, and I'll bring them in his house. This year, the birds ate them and I (laughs) fully intended on having a few of them. And I was like, oh man, you birds. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe next year. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, the last question I have for you is what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about trying carnivore or just starting out? Um, to learn as much as you can about what can happen that's not positive, you know, learn how to deal with the, the, the low energy and the fatigue, you know, learn about the, you know, the electrolytes that you may need to temporarily supplement with, um, and, you know, just research and listen to as many people as possible but at the same time, realize that you may not have the same results that they do. Your car- carnivore experience may not be miraculous. And a lot of people, and I, I fully believe them completely that they had these miraculous results, but it's not true for everyone. And um, so, yeah, just... And to give it more than, you know, a lot of people say try it for a week or try it for 30 days is not long enough. Mm-hmm. It, it, even someone like me, I had been keto for four years. I had been keto for, which is 10 grams or less for probably nine months before I did carnivore. And I still had 
adaptation issues after all of that. And if you're coming from a standard American diet to carnivore, <laughs> you know, if you, unless you're just really sick and, and, and already feels so bad, maybe that does then make a positive difference and you feel like you have tons of energy. I did not, my energy dipped. And I think a lot of people mm. do, but I've heard other people say, oh, they just have energy. I still don't have the energy I want to have that I think I should have. I've always mm. felt like my energy was low. And so I'm, and I've still struggled with sleep. Some people say their sleep just gets so much better. Mine has not, it's not worse, but it's not any better. Yeah. I've always struggled with my sleep. And so, you know, just results may vary. <laughs> you know, That doesn't mm -hmm. mean yeah. it. that's not, doesn't mean you're not going to benefit from it just because you don't have the same, you know, the same uh, experiences as somebody else, you know, but yeah. And, and just, if you get advice from, I don't like giving advice as far as what to eat, because I've heard so many people say, mm -hmm eat two to three pounds of meat a day. And there's just no way I could eat that. Yeah. And right. 80 to 90% fat. I could, you know, I would never leave the house if I ate that much fat. Mm. And, you know, so you've just got to figure out what works for you. And yeah, yeah. Point, you've got to stop listening to everybody else. You know, at first, yeah, you just to learn what's out there, but then you've just got to figure out for yourself. Yeah, definitely. This whole experience has taught me a lot of people say a lot of things and none of them are, you know, none of them know about me. You know, they can't, nobody could ever, you know, be like, well, this is exactly what you should do. And it's definitely going to work for you. The only way you're ever going to know is if you experiment and figure out for yourself. It's funny. I, after that pull-up video, I made the mistake. I usually only use hashtags on Instagram that are carnivore related. And mm -hmm. I, I did a pull up hashtag, hashtag pull-ups. Okay. And so I got my first anti-carnivore comment oh. and he, he was, he was nice. He says, you know, your diet doesn't have anything to do with it. This is just, you know, and I was like, you know, I tried to explain my position through the comment. Well, he sent me several voice messages my direct messages. Oh he, my goodness. He was very nice. He was very concerned about me and thinking that I'm harming myself and thinking, you know, saying, oh, there's other ways you can get, I know you said that you can't eat plant protein, but what about dairy? You know, you can eat dairy and that has, and you know, he was making all of these assumptions about me and he had no idea my history. He didn't look through any of my other posts where I've talked about things that I had done in the past, you know, and it was just, you know, people make so many assumptions, you know, that just because something works for him, something works for somebody else, they think this is how everybody should do it. And, you know, and he, and he also accused me of um, promoting fault, you know, false advertising or false, you know, claims uh, by that I was promoting a carnivore diet. And I've never once said anybody should do a carnivore diet. This is, yeah, I'm doing this as an experiment. I'm saying what I did and I'm saying what's happened to me. And I've never once said anybody else should do it, you know? 
I know people who are vegans and they seem fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, I just know what's right for me. And, um, but yeah, that was an interesting experience. I haven't responded to him. I'm still trying to decide if I'm just going to ignore it or, <laughs> or respond. But yeah. I very nice and very concerned. And he wanted to send me all kinds of research and he wasn't hateful about it at all. And so, you know, I, and he's a very young guy probably in his 20s you know and was in my 20s I whatever I wanted to you know <laughs> so. yeah <laughs> well at least he was nice yeah because there's a lot of people who are not nice at all <laughs> yeah this is just my first experience of somebody calling me out on it I guess and so it was it was kind of strange but because yeah. I'm like I'm I'm a, I'm a nobody in this world, <laughs> you know. There's so many more people that are really pushing a carnivore diet, and I'm like, nobody pays attention to me. So, uh, you know, it was kind of strange to get that kind of response. Yeah, he's ever come across it. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird when somebody does come across something because it's it's kind of like. Oh wow! How did you even find me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Those stupid reels—it's like they go everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's that'll do it. The reels for once sure. Once the reels, once they started making all the videos reels, it's like I'm all of a sudden getting five thousand views where I used to get yeah one hundred and fifty. You know. And yeah. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah, they definitely definitely promote the reels. That's mm-hmm. that is a fact. Well, Shelly, this has been so nice. Thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday and meeting with me. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I, I don't ever talk about it. And so it's nice to have somebody to, <laughs> to discuss, you know, because I don't know anybody else that does. That's this. it for today. Until next time, stay meaty, stay strong, and stay inspired. Do you have a carnivore story to tell? Connect with me on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I would love to interview you. And the world needs to hear your story and how meat heals. Thanks so much for watching and all your support. Bye-bye till next time.